you really want this year to be different and better than last year. So how exactly do you do that without working harder or more hours doing the same things? I'm Merritt Kahn, and this is the Smarter Sales Show. Today, I'm going to walk you through a two-step process so that you can identify the specific areas that will give you the biggest return on your investment of time and energy. If you really want to accomplish something this year in your sales career that would be markedly different and better from previous accomplishments, it won't be about doing more of what you currently do. It's about expanding your abilities in brand new ways. So today's episode, you'll get focused on the right track, and I'm going to share with you a free resource that that will put you in action immediately. You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merritt Kahn and Julie Holmes. Welcome to the Smarter Sales Show. You are a sales professional or maybe you're a sales leader. Maybe you own a business and you've never even considered yourself to be a salesperson before and you don't particularly want to consider yourself a salesperson, but you have to sell a solution or a service or your expertise in order to build your business. If that's you, we've got you covered. This is your weekly tech tips and technique tune-up with a special focus on virtual selling. Whether you are watching the show on the Sales Expert channel, or whether you have tuned in on YouTube or on LinkedIn, or perhaps you're listening to it on your favorite podcast platform during your incredibly lengthy commute on Zoom. Either way, we are awfully glad that you are here and have tuned in. Every show features me, I'm Julie Holmes, and my job is to blow your mind with awesome and cool technology that will help you to crush your sales goals. My co-host, Merritt, We'll be talking about the sales technique and the emotional intelligence that you need in order to stand out in a sea of sameness. We stick to a theme every show and we do four shows in a pack. And that four pack right now is all about goal setting and kicking off your new year so that it counts. As always, all the resources and recommendations that we will be making will be waiting for you in the free resources page. You can find the link to that in the description or in the announcement section wherever you're watching. So are you ready? If so, let's get smarter in sales. Absolutely. You know, uh, Julie, in our last episode, number 14, you shared all about how we can really get our technology cleaned up and how we can get it set up. And today I want to do that same thing on the technique side. So just like you, you shared with our audience, uh, that checklist that would help them, you know, their tech, uh, the tune it up. What did you call it? The tech it up tech trio. It up trio. Tech it up trio, I should know that. And what a good alliteration, Merritt. I'm always in for a good alliteration. That's, that's true. You are. So the Tech It Up Trio, and I spent a lot of time on that checklist, and I really looked at that and uh, made a few changes of myself. So thank you for that. Um, but I want to give you, I want to give everybody our, our assessment, a checklist to really help you identify those areas on the technique mm -hmm. side that really require our focus. Um, you know, because to earn more, we have to be worth more. And to be worthy of more, we, we have to become more. So it's really about 
figuring out what are those areas that will give you the biggest breakthrough? I mean, really a sales breakthrough, because if we just, you know, set a, a goal and, and it's just a bigger number, but we don't have any relationship to how exactly am I going to get from the earning potential that I have now to this bigger number that maybe I haven't accomplished yet in my sales career, it's going to require something different of me, but I'm not really sure what I should be doing. Where do I, how do I exactly know what to, what to focus on to make that happen? And that's Mm -hmm. really what I want to talk about today. Is it, is it going to fall into your magic 3M formula? It is. It is. Oh, I, love I love good consistency merit. Okay. This is uh, exciting. Yeah. All right. So we've got your three M's. Yes. All right. So well, I'm excited. Let me tell you why I'm excited. Okay. Because I think that, that, you know, we can often, I don't know, as a sales professional for years, one of the things that I thought all the time was, I just, I feel like I should be doing this better. Mm. I feel like I'm not doing this as well as I could. Yeah. And what I lacked was any, you know, I mean, I'm a definitely a, a programmatic thinker, right? I mean, we, I have more checklists and, and things like that than I, than any reasonable human should have, <laughs> but it meant that there was no, like, there was no detailed path for me to look at and go, you know what, this is where I'm struggling, or this is where I've got a gap. So I'm excited that you've taken the checklist philosophy to heart. And you are about to share with us the secrets to the universe. I did. See how you rub off on me? Such a good influence. Contagious. You know, I mean, I think about it because it's a little bit like, um, you know, there's that thing that's right in front of you. So sometimes we have a, a decent idea about what we need to improve on, like, you may know that you want to do bigger deals, but you kind of choke on a certain number. And so you might want to, you you might have an idea of how do I ask for more dollars? And going back to that big three, you know, formula, it's one of three areas that's going to keep you from executing on that vision of asking for bigger deal sizes. And it's either going to be mindset, mechanics, or motion. So I'm always going to go back to those three mindset. Maybe it's, I'm just not comfortable asking for that amount of money, or I just, I feel like that's a real, like, that's a lot of money. And, you know, we're still in a pandemic and can people do that? And right. I don't want to pick up the phone and nag them. Oh, wait. All of that. Yeah. I don't want to be a pushing aggressive Um, mechanics issue would be, I'm really literally not sure when in the process or how do we get, do I get deep enough pain or need from the prospect that will justify this bigger fee. So that's a mechanics issue, the nuts and bolts of sales skills. And then sometimes it's purely a motion issue. So it's harder to ask for bigger dollars when you don't really feel like you've got enough in the pipeline and you're so dependent on this few deals that you have in the pipeline, it's harder to take a little bit of a risk and ask for a bigger amount because you kind of rely on that since you haven't, you don't have a full pipeline. So what this uh, checklist is going to do is really going to highlight for us which of those three areas, mindset, mechanics, or motion will, will help you propel forward 
faster? Which of those areas, because it may be that it's all three, right? We've, we talked in our first episode, episode 13, about the, the three personas of, you know, these three kind of characters that are happening out there in the sales world, right? Remember, uh, there was Debbie Doubter, and she was, you know, pretty good at things, but she kind of, you know, she was unsure of, you know, how much she could really do. And then there was Ollie Old School, and he had old, he had good sales skills, but, you know, from the old ways of doing things and he wasn't really adapting his skill sets for selling effectively in a virtual world. And then there was, you know, Nancy Nogo and she uh, just has big hopes, big dreams, but very little in terms of action plans. So if those three individuals had an opportunity to go through this checklist that we're going to do today, they would really have a new relationship to where to focus some time and effort and energy and maybe even money and coaching time to really get clear and drill down so that they can clear out all of the possible things that they could do to sell more and just focus on the, the few things that would make the biggest difference. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think of it, I, I was thinking about, you know, what's a good analogy for this? Um, and, and I'm not sure this is a great analogy because neither you nor I are triathletes. Is that a fair <laughs> statement, Julie? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh my gosh, it sounds painful. Doesn't it? I know. Oh, that word just hurts. I, I agree. I'm right there with you. But my guess is that uh, what, here's what I know about triathletes. There's running, there's swimming, and there's cycling. Oh, that's already more than I know, so keep going. (laughs) Okay. Now, you have to be good in all three of those areas if you want a trophy, if you want to win, if you want to place, I guess they say in in the traveling world. (laughs) If you want a banana at the end, I don't know. Wow, we have got to work on your analogy skills. Okay, all right, I'm with you. All right, yeah. so straight out the line. It's three things. It's kind of like eating, drinking, and sleeping. You need to be good yeah. at all. Um, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's, okay, I'm that might go. be better. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you really, if you, you know, there's going to be one part of that. Uh, race that you're going to feel really confident in, you're going to excel at, you've trained for it. It's your sweet spot. And then there's going to be one of the three that you're, you're kind of like, all right, I gotta, I just gotta muddle through this part. I don't like the swim, but it's part of the deal. So I just got to get better at it. And the question is, will you be, is it, which is going to maximize your efficiency and actually get you higher on the leaderboard at the end of the race? Is it taking something you're already good at and improving just that much more? Is it taking your, the area that you're least good at in and improving your skills a little bit more? Like where are you going to see the biggest return on your investment of time? So I, I want to, um, preface this whole conversation with two philosophies that I, I absolutely live by, teach all my clients. This, um, this shows up in all pretty much most of my keynotes and training sessions. But the, the two philosophies are um, always be open to, right? You always have to be open to um, growth and learning and insight and doing things maybe a little bit differently, if you're not open to a new idea, then it can't 
transform you. It can't get you further to that breakthrough. And the second thing is never be in an argument with reality. Oh my gosh, that's so (laughs) true. (laughs) There's a lot of times in the last 11 months where I have desperately wanted to argue with reality, but you're completely right. Yeah. And the, so we can, we can use those philosophies and I can certainly apply them in a lot of different ways, but specifically as it comes to getting ourselves set up for the best year yet in sales or, or even just a better year, or for some of you, maybe a a goal to just kind of like stick, right? Like let's not like shame, you know, ourselves for not having these big, hairy, audacious goals. The, you know, as we're still finding our way to new and better ways of working in this, you know, virtual world that we're in. And so to, to really get a good handle on, you know, is it a technique? Is it skills? Is it a better action plan and accountability? Or is it just some clearing out the cobwebs and mindsets that may have gotten me far or to this point, but may not be serving me as I go into a virtual selling world. And, and one of the ones, one of mine mindsets that I recognized by doing this inventory was really sabotaging me. And you and I have talked about this at length. That's why one of the reasons why we started this podcast was I had a belief that I'm not good with technology. Um, and that's one of the reasons I really liked sales and excelled in sales in in the old world of way of doing things because I I enjoy people I I like I will go out of my way to meet with people and have deep conversations and get to the heart of their issues and ask good questions I love that but do you mean that's true like even outside of Bumble or just like across <laughs> the board. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, I got rid of Bumble. All right. I learned yeah, on the yeah, Tech yeah. It Up trio that that was, a, you know, it's just not <laughs> enough. <laughs> it was too much. It was well, too you know, I'm curious. I think you're on to something, though, about the mindset for sure. Because when I think about even just the emotional roller coaster that this last 11 months has been, and it's not over yet, you know, I could see where that has impacted my mindset. And I would imagine that I'm not the only person out there that is, you know, kind of like, I don't know if I should sell now. I don't feel like I should sell now and I don't know what to say. And, and so I could imagine that that is a real like kind of blocker. I mean, I tend to go right into tactics, you know, reading about the mechanics of sales and I'll just need a new process. And if I just get a new process, it'll make everything better. (laughs) But what I hear you saying is that that's probably not going to cut it. Yeah, and this is a really unique opportunity that we're in because while we may relate to ourselves in one particular mindset around sales, like mine, you know, I'm not good at technology or yours, you know, you know, like, oh, there's got to be a checklist for this. And I'll, if there isn't, I'll fix one. I'll create one. Um, but when we look, you know, that was... It was fine to just get better at what you were already good at when the environment of sales was what we were already used to. Now it's a whole new environment and the skills and the mindset and the actions that made us successful in an in-person sales situation, we may need to, we just need to look at those with new fresh eyes and to be able to see and ask ourselves these questions, what are the areas that I want to improve on? Um, 
in this virtual selling world. Mm -hmm. And so it's really a good opportunity. I'd love to just have you just really look with, with new thinking about your mindset. So, so I'm going to cut to the chase here. The question I'd like to invite you to consider is I could sell more if only, and then think about how you would finish that sentence. So I'm going to put up on the screen. Um, this is actually all uh, available to you. So when you're done listening to this episode, uh, in whatever format you're listening to it, you can go to our free resources page, which is um, TSSS, the smarter sales show dot VIP forward slash resources dash goals. And that will take you to a free resources page where Julie put the Tech It Up Trio checklist. Mm -hmm. And you'll also find this if only checklist lives there. And so it's free for you, download it, save it on your own system and go through this exercise over and over. Um, so basically <clears throat> what you wanna be able to do is, um, ask yourself these questions. I could sell more if only what? And then there's a checkbox for you. And if it's true for you, check as many of the boxes as are relevant for you. So things like, you know, if I could overcome sabotaging beliefs about money, um, you know, any of these um, areas in this step one um, bucket are really going to help you get clear about is my main issue more of a mindset issue, a mechanics issue, or a motion issue? And so you'll see on the checklist, I've color coded it for you. And um, okay. do you uh, have it, Mary? Can oh, you I'm show sorry. It? I thought I was showing it on the screen, but you know, there you go. Now you can see it on your screen. So yeah. So, so this is going to be give you, now you can see the color codes. And so things like, you know, I could sell more if only I improved my prospecting strategies. Well, if that's mm. true for you, check the box. And, and when you look at it visually, you'll see, well, there might be more check boxes in some areas than others. And if you're like most people, you're going to have some check boxes across all three of those categories. But the questions at the bottom of that checklist are really important to consider as well. You know, over the past year, right? So since we've become more of this virtual selling environment, um, what have those challenges cost you? And recognize you want to be a little bit gentle with yourself because we were in the midst of all the change over the past 11 months. And so there were costs involved and there was really, you know, some people learned and got into action very quickly and other people took a little bit longer and wherever you're at is fine. So let's just kind of put the past in the past, start fresh right now and just say, okay, if this issue was to continue in the next 12 months, what would it cost me? And I want you to get really clear and accurate around the dollars that are potentially lost because these issues are in place. Well, I, there's probably, I imagine that some of these are, are, you're not just paying this cost one time. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I call the, the multiplier effect. So if you think about, you know, this issue, you know, ask yourself, has this, and this is a question I ask my sales prospects, you know, well, is that a, an issue that's a one-time thing or have you noticed that you, that that's something that, 
mm-hmm. is recurring year after year after year. And then they say, oh, well, you know, yeah, it's probably, you know, yeah, this will be recurring unless I deal with it. And then I go, oh, well, has this been going on for a few years already? Or is this something that just started? Oh yeah, it's been going on for three years. Okay, so a $100,000 problem maybe um, has now become a $300,000 problem and will be a $600,000 problem if they don't fix it and it continues on for another three years. So you can see that multiplier effect, that's about getting pain on ourselves. And that's a great motivator for a lot of people. but really get clear about what's your commitment to having a sales breakthrough in that area. And then based on your assessment, your check boxes and your level of commitment, what's that big breakthrough area for you? So this gives you of all the things you could possibly focus on and study to improve sales. This gives you something a little bit more concrete Um, and and narrowed down so you can focus, you can say, well, you know what? I really want to zero in on strengthening my sales mindset, or I really want to zero in on getting accountability, getting, you know, picking myself back up after rejection, setting stronger goals, being in motion, or maybe, you know, for you, it's a skills area. I need to just understand how to adjust my approach in a virtual selling world. So that's part one. And part two, um, gives you a little bit more insight, and we'll be talking about this in more detail in future episodes, but it gives you a little bit more insight into the the nuances of mindset, mechanics, and motion, because there are some different ways of thinking about that. So I'll stop sharing my screen now, um, you know, just because (laughs) why would you want to look at a spreadsheet when you could be looking at us? Am I right, Julie? (laughs) You know what? So I think what's really interesting about what you were just sharing there, Merritt, is that, you know, like those same questions, right? As somebody who leads teams, I mean, that's kind of like, that's a great team activity, right? You know, or some one-on-one coaching activities just to sit down. If you lead a sales team to sit down with that list and just say, like, which of these would you say are true for you? No pressure, no, like, I feel like you're doing this wrong. I mean, what a great way to kind of self-assess or to assess the people that you work with in just like in an improvement focused mindset, instead of saying like, I'm bad at this, like, here's the positive spin on that. Yeah, that's a great point. And I've had a lot of um, sales teams that I've worked with over the years actually do an exercise like that, um, mm-hmm. sometimes as a group activity. And and so they'll break people down. Not break, I don't mean they'll break people down. They'll divide them into groups. That's what I was going for. <laughs> that was a bit like my military time. <laughs> um, but they, they can separate themselves into groups so that you can say, okay, well, this team yeah. is the mindset team, right? They, they really want to zero in on, they self-identified. So it's much easier if I look and I can self-assess and say, you know, I'm choosing to put my focus and attention in this area. And I'd like yeah. to get the support and give support to other people who have a very similar focus. Um, Another way that people have used this in in that um, scenario is in their performance reviews. So you do your your standard performance review meeting that you might do if you're a manager of a sales team, and and maybe this is leading into more in-depth conversations about development and how can we support you and get you to the next level and all of that. Um, so there are, you know, this is a really good starting point. What I'm excited about, and I guess this is a good, a good time to mention this is 
um, next week's episode, number 16, we actually have a very special guest um, interview yep. segment. Yes, I know. I'm super excited. So um, it's going to be, um, I, I might butcher his last name, Michael Von Diani. <laughs> we'll get it right next week. Um, he's a, a senior research scientist from Multi Health Systems. And this is the company I've been working with for more than a decade on their sales, uh, or sorry, their um, emotional intelligence assessment. So he's one of the people that understands the data and the research mm -hmm. at such a deep level that he's designing tools that help that are validated assessment tools. So I love this type of self-assessment in the free checklist as a, as a starting point. And for those of you who really are data nerds, I'm not looking at the what? what? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you. You're a data nerd. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> You're going to love the conversation next week with Michael. So Tuesdays, noon central, the smarters, the, the Excel experts channel. Yes, yes, you should definitely be there. Um, but, but that's going to be a really uh, neat episode to just understand how some of these things you know, from a research perspective, because that's what, when I said earlier, you know, never be in an argument with reality, yeah. the more you have an accurate picture, accurate data about how you're wired from a sales perspective in terms of sales competencies, emotional intelligence, the foundation that we layer all good skills and, or sorry, skills and action plans on top of, when we're clear and uh, intentional, when we're deliberate about understanding what those are for us, for ourselves, we can then take moves in a very intentional way to improve in those areas. And I think that just fast tracks all of sales success because you're not trying to, you know, get better at everything all at once, which is ineffective, overwhelming, and exhausting. Yeah. And, and I think I, I, I know over the course of my career, I've seen really good people who are good in sales leave the profession because they just got overwhelmed with everything there was to learn and grow and improve on. And, and this way, what I, what I hope that you experience by listening to this episode and completing the checklist is a sense of calm about really what you can do from a technique perspective, in addition to the things that you shared last week on a tech perspective, when you can really clear out all the noise and zero in on those few things that will make a big difference, that's your access to an incredible sales breakthrough where this year really can be markedly different and better than your previous sales experiences. And that's, that's always what we want for our audience. Yeah, I think that sounds amazing. And I, you know, certainly when we think about, you know, listening to podcasts and educating yourself and, and all the other things that, I mean, if you're listening to us, it's because you want to improve in your sales, right? Or in your leadership skills, especially if you lead a sales team, but man, you cannot do everything, right? Yeah. Right. Like you, you know, you only get so many coins to put in the bank at a time. Yeah. So focus. Oh my gosh, Marion. I so agree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And um, I, I know for me, I, I started something this year and, and, you know, I usually pick a word of the year, like a theme of the year. And um, this year I also did something quarterly and, 
you know, and so that way it just narrowed things down. Like of all the things I could be reading, this first quarter was all about just financial mastery, right? I know how to make money, but there are some gaps in my financial mastery ability and I want to expand on that. So I need to learn and grow about that. And so it's requiring me to do a deeper dive into my own money mindset, the mechanics of money, the skills I have, the the things that I currently understand to grow money and the skills that I would like to acquire to be able to do so in more of a passive investment kind of a way. And then also the being in action. So right now in quarter, you know, in the first month of the first quarter with that focus, I'm looking at how do I clear up so much like your tech it up trio, how do I clear out all of the things that, you know, aren't serving me and what, what loose ends do I need to tie up? So, you know, all of it is, you know, it's a lot of the strategies that we talk about on this show are equally applicable in other areas of our life as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we certainly had a nice little conversation in the last episode about how I could, uh, how my dating life might be different, you know, when I clean up that technology, but it, you know, it applies to my sales tech too. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, I, definitely. I think, I think technique we're, we're, yeah, I've got cleanup areas for sure. Well, even just having a focus, I mean, I, you know, th- th- there's not a single area for any one of us that we couldn't get a little bit better. Absolutely. So picking one as a starting point is probably hugely valuable. And that's the key right there. Pick one as a starting point. You can always expand from there, but again, to be worth more to others, we have to be worthy of more. And to be worthy of more means we are expanded, we've learned, we've grown, and we have more to share, more to offer, and more value to give. And that's really the key to this whole thing of cleaning up and improving your technique game. So I know I've shared a lot of things. Um, What would you say, was there a, a a big takeaway for you, Jim. Oh, how do I pick which thing I think is the most amazing? Uh, do you know what? I mean, I, I've kind of said it a couple of times. I mean, having having a way to look at your entire sales mindset, mechanics, and motion, uh, but having a way to look at everything that goes into sales and determining where those gaps are. And I love the simplicity of, I could just sell more if only. Um, you know, it's actually interesting. I mean, that's a question that I would have said to myself a hundred times when I was selling, you know, when I was full-time sales and I was a quota carrying sales rep, that was exactly, you know, like I always had like, oh, I could sell more if only blah, 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 blah. Right. So I think to me, that is a really clever way of helping people to, to, to identify where their opportunities are. Good. Great. That's absolutely brilliant. And I'm really excited about next week. Yeah. Next week is going to be a a really good interview. Michael's a wicked smart guy and he's got a lot to share. And so, you know, we can talk all day long about the competencies that are important in sales, but he can break down and get beneath the surface about why those things are important, what they found in their research. I think it's going to be fascinating, especially if you are in a situation where you're hiring salespeople at some point. Um, 
you want that transparency, you want that information, particularly before you would interview somebody because salespeople, we, we're pretty good, right? We know what to say to yeah. get the deal done. So um, you want to be able to get that interview knowledge beforehand. They've got a new tool that they um, just released at, with multi-health systems. And I'm proud to say I was helpful in, in um, helping them put together some of the right things that I would like as a, a coach and trainer and consultant to have in a report. And so they were very open to um, my insight and um, uh, contribution. Because they're smart. So that's, uh, so that's something that we'll ask Michael about. It's called the sales AP. So that's kind of a fun thing. Um, so I want to give everybody a challenge just to kind of round up this episode and that is to um, go to that free resources page. The links are in the show notes. If you're on the podcast, they're in the announcement section if you're on Bright Talk. And in, on that same page, um, we have Julie's Tech It Up Trio and this If Only Checklist. So block out for yourself give yourself 30 minutes, right? Maybe just 28, right? Let's, you know, let's not overdo it. 28 minutes will probably do it. Um, and really allow yourself the gift of getting clarity around your tech and your technique. And mm. that will give you, that will really set you up for a very strong year. And that was really the intention of this four pack series is to set you up, to set smart goals that are accurate, that you can be in action on very quickly, because we're clearing out all of the mess from tech and technique perspective for you. And it's all right there on one, one little uh, one page. So yeah. go do that. Um, take your time to do that. And then mark your calendar for next Tuesday at noon central. Okay. Well, I'm not going to let a, an episode go by where I don't get to challenge people as well. So my challenge for all of you is just take a few seconds and subscribe. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find links to all of our social media links, or you can connect with us on LinkedIn or on your favorite po podcast platform. Go and subscribe to us because that helps us to know who's listening, what you're listening for, what matters to you so that we can give you more of it. And while you're there, you might as well give us an awesome rating because we would appreciate that. And uh, sales rule number one, if you don't ask, you don't get. That is so true. Okay, so we don't want to be a secret. Help spread the word about the Smarter Sales Show. And if you or uh, your company or an industry association that you work with is planning a sales meeting, a sales kickoff, virtual or in-person event, and you'd like to know more about how you can bring us in for your very own Smarter Sales Show live event, then by all means, contact us. Um, we customize all of our programs to cover off the most brilliant tech and technique that you need or that your organization needs. And you can find out more details about how to uh, work with us at thesmartersalesshow.com. And with that, we uh, are so grateful that you've joined us today and we can't wait to talk to you again next week. And in the meantime, here is to Smarter Selling. I'm Julie. And I'm Merritt. We'll see you next time. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com.